Hi, I'm Quincy. And we on hashtag Verse TV. And we are the real Please like, comment, subscribe, and share hashtag Verse TV. It's week 116. Hey, everybody. Welcome to hashtag Verse TV's week 116. All the tea with Romeo and Quincy, the real life show. Say hi to everyone, Romeo and Quincy. Hey, guys. Hello. All right. So let's get into these questions. And some of these questions will go. This first question is for you, Quincy. Now, for our audience who may not yet know, where are you from? And what do you love most about your origin story? So, my name is Quincy. Um, I currently reside where well, I'm from, Columbus, Ohio. And my origin story, well, I like my origin story. I am a phoenix because I always, it's always, I always been a child of, I'm going to say trauma a little bit, but I always been the child of trauma that always rise to the top and show people that it's a process that you got to go through to get to a better place. All right. And Romeo, for our audience who may not yet know, where are you from? And what do you love most about your origin story? I'm from Maryland. And origin story makes me sound like a superhero. And in many ways, I am. Because I am a person who loves to. I like adversity because it gives me a chance. All right. And now we'll start with Romeo, then Quincy. And in previous generations, where are your family roots, Romeo? Um, from, from D.C. My father's side of the family is from North Carolina, and my mother's side of the family is from D.C. All right. I've always been in the Mid-Atlantic. Nice. I dig it. I dig it. And Quincy? So my mother's side is north and west, so California and the, uh, um, the I'm going to say Midwest going from Ohio. We got people in Pennsylvania, but and then West Coast, California. My dad's side is all south, so his family uh, resides in Alabama, but I know they all throughout the south. Very cool. All right. Now, this question is going to both of you at the same time because, you know, of course, it would ultimately be the same answer. So, you all actually live hundreds of miles apart. What brought you all together for the Wheel Life show and why? That is a very interesting story and part of the reason we agreed to come on here. The original of a real life show where there were five hosts. And it was supposed to be what it is. But we, we had the other hosts brought out for different reasons, which we can get into if you want. Um, and so now there's just two of us. So to piggyback off of Romeo, it was, it was five of us and People is actually 
two people that's on your show that do do um guess how that was supposed to be in it, but between our between people don't want to do it and not really saying hey and and ghosting us, we decided to push this because like I was telling all of them, like we need first of all we need representation. I'm all about rep- like now that I'm disabled, we need representation and we need different representation because there's not a lot of there's a lot of podcasts for disabled people, but there's not a lot of podcasts for black disabled people that's unapologetic that when we talk, we want to teach we want to teach everybody. And this not one this not one of nothing. So we decided I I said, Romeo, you wanna do this? He said, Yeah, let's do this. And I know I'm a pusher, so I put the podcast out and that's how we got the Will Life show. I dig it. And we definitely do need that representation. I was telling you all off camera before the show that we do and we truly do. Thank you all very much for what you do. Absolutely. Now, for this, who would you say is the target audience for the Wheel Life show? And this question is going to both of you. My opinion, Quincy's opinion may be different. Um, the target audience is actually able-bodied people because we really want them to know that they don't have to treat disabled people differently. We're not person. We don't break. It's okay. You can treat us like humans. We don't need to be babies. And we're not actually special, which is it's part of the reason terms like special needs is to like go away because those terms create the dynamics that we have now uh, in social settings and they're not good. All right. And did you want to add to that, Quincy? So Romeo was right. Like we offer everybody people also we doing it for all. We doing it for everybody out there that's disabled that don't have a voice. Cause like I told Romeo, I was like, you know, our representation of the show is different because when people look at us and go and praise us, because we are two representation of disability at its finest. Where I got, I got shot, and that's why I'm disabled. And Romeo has cerebral palsy, and we looking at two different disabilities at two different stages and then also being black men of disability and also that we are in the alpha, I call it the alpha numerical community. We show that representation of unapologetic, this is who we are and we're going to we're gonna talk about it. We're going to talk about it. And also for the everybody people, like you said, that we are not special, we're not porcelain. You need to stop. There's things that we're going to change and show like, hey, we just like you, but we just, we just, we just got, we just in a situation and live with a situation that we are what it is. Right on, brother. Absolutely. Definitely. Now, another one for both of you all. What is the main thing that you want our Verse TV audience to learn about the Wheel Life show today? The main thing. And that's what? I would say that the real life show is for you. It's just another type of representation. But we're not excluding anyone. 
We're just including people who didn't think they belong. What Romeo said. Romeo just said it perfectly. Nice. What Romeo said. Because basically, we don't want to be that word. Everybody use that word inclusive. And then they go, well, if you were inclusive and then inclusion with it. And then they use the word inclusive. So why don't you, why not you add me? I don't see nobody on your board that's um, paralyzed or even blind or dis- have a disability, but you say that you're include, but you say that you're inclusive and inclusivity meaning that you have all representation on the board. So we at the show, like Romeo said, that we include everybody, we want everybody in the conversation and we want everybody to know that you, we the people, we the people like you people. Amen. Absolutely. And as someone with his own set of, quote, wheels, end quote, Aaron Mack loves that you both stay so active. And that is truly inspirational. In addition to co-hosting the Wheel Life show together, you all do even more. So let's sip some Verse TV on this, shall we? Starting with Quincy, please give our Verse TV family a quick sip of all the tea on your double Dutch participation and how you find double Dutch participation successes with your wheels. And this will really inspire people, let people know that, hey, just because you have some wheels doesn't mean you need to quit on yourself. So please help exactly. us. So yeah. first of all, I want to say to everybody, it is July and people might not know that this is Disability Pride Month. So happy Disability Pride Month to everybody on this um, stage, everybody out there that is disabled in this July. So please make sure that you tell the people that I am here with a capital H dot E dot R dot E. I am here and you want to see me. So with Double Dutch, I've been doing Double Dutch since I was 12. And um, I started doing Double Dutch because the boxing coach was sleeping with the Double Dutch coach. And it was a thing for me to do. After I got shot, I was like, oh, my goodness. And I can't jump no more. What can I do? But then I always remember that the one thing in Double Dutch that nobody don't know, that turning is the most important thing. If you can't turn, you can't jump. And the turners do a lot with with the jumpers and make sure the jumper look good. So I decided, and I had a dream. The dream was that I see myself turning with another person in a wheelchair and we had somebody jumping the ropes. Then I had another dream of somebody that only had one leg and they were jumping in the ropes. So I said, ooh, you can make double dutch an adaptable, adaptable sport. And also, and since the Olympics and the Paralympics and always the Special Olympics and the Paralympics are looking for something different, let double dutch be the let double dutch be the answer because you can you can I said you can get two people in a wheelchair turning for somebody and get somebody that maybe have one day for them to jump or get I have taught I like before I got shot. I talked to the girl that was deaf how to jump, but I didn't know that she was deaf until the little chair said, yeah, you know that she's deaf, and she's like, you know that she have her ear nades, and I always ask her why that she ever had ear nades, and the lady, Miss like, uh, Ayana, shout out to Black Girls Jump, she told me, she was like, the reason I did this because I want to see your different skill set and teaching, and I was like, oh, and now I'm pushing 
double edged to the max with um being disabled that you can do it. Um, I am on the IDD, IDDL board, which that is the International Double League. Shout out to Lady Little. She is the founder and president of the Double League. She was also um, had a docuseries on Lifetime called Jump. So y'all can check that out. But I am the chief of inclusion. And I told her, I was like, you know what? If we're going to do, if we're going to do this for real, we're going to include everybody. We're going to include everybody that's we don't care if you your gender, your um, sexuality, if you adult children, if you a family, come on and jump because Double Dutch is and the black community was a staple for us to bond for bonding, for teaching, and also Double Dutch do do teach character, teamwork, and that. So I'm pushing Double Dutch to making sure that it goes in Special Olympics and one day be in the Paralympics, and that everybody that can jump and make sure that Double Dutch is acceptable for everybody. I love it. I love it. And actually, let, let me ask this extra question. Isn't Double Dutch in the other Olympics no. already? No, so Double not. Dutch isn't in any Olympics. No. So what's going on right now is when it comes to Double Dutch, it's a lot of, poli- a lot of politics and a lot of racist things. So the history uh-huh. of Double Dutch is a black man, a black man put David A. Walker the black man, he put out there for it to be a competition sport for the girls to say, hey, these girls can do it and show Double Dutch as, okay, we can put this in somewhere else. So eventually it got popular and they started teaching it all over the country. So this white man, he tried to do Double Dutch and he can never beat the black children, beat the urban, I'm going to say the urban children. So he went to the West Coast and started doing single rope. That's why you might see gifts of them doing single rope, doing different tricks, and a white man invented that. So eventually, they started doing double dutch too. So you might see in a couple, I'll, I'll give it two or three years that you might see single rope. Right now, the thing is that our double dutch is different from their double dutch because their double dutch, don't get me wrong, the world jump, USA jump, USA world jump, and now it's the um, jump rope. What is the I jump from? They got jump from union, which their union is very strong because they got other countries that do compete in their union. The politic is that first of all, our WS different WS, we do more tricks in a row while y'all y'all finesse it, y'all finesse it like it's a uh, y'all finesse it a little bit and y'all don't do a lot of tricks. Now, don't get me wrong, the end another league called the NDDL, they start doing fusion, and fusion is where they dance in do tricks, but also it's all become tricks in a rope in double dutch. So but they doing that and they trying to do that, but they trying to like make it like oh is that and the one main thing that we was saying that if we start doing double dutch, there will not be a lot of POC people in double dutch. And they go, why is that? I know because if you look at the other leagues like USA jump world jump and all that, the only black people that you have is in other countries. POC people in other countries, not in America. So why are you not having these hmm. urban children, these black children, and reaching out to them to do double dutch or even do single rope? You're not doing that. But the black leads okay. always reaching out to the urban leads and the urban areas to teach the child that never seen outside of outside of their community. And then when you teach them double dutch and show them like, hey, you know what? We have to have a competition. We're gonna have a competition at a college. Now they see the college, and now they see outside of the area, and they see, okay, I can make it. I can go to this college. All right, 
I, I totally dig it. I admire Double Dutch so much because I, I just don't even know how it's done, but it, that's super cool. And now, Romeo, you are an author and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Please give our Verse TV family a quick sip of all the tea on your Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu participation and how you find participation success with your wheels. Well, my wheels aren't included. I'm out of my chair. So I get on a mat and crawl and do what I do. That is the short version. But honestly, Jiu-Jitsu is for everyone. As long as you can move and breathe, breathe on your own, you can do it. There's, you'll see. Here's what I like to tell people. We, any instructor will never teach you something your body cannot do. You can adapt Jiu-Jitsu to your body. I've taught people with one leg. Um, hmm. I've taught people with injuries. Mm. One guy came in and couldn't stand on his, uh, he couldn't put pressure on one of his feet. So he couldn't move on the mat the way he normally would because we normally use both feet. So I had to teach him how to use his elbows as his feet to protect his injury while he was grappling. So it's not, it's not a, a sort of magical Thing. Everything we do is things that your body already knows how to do. It's literally a combat sport. Combat isn't something we invent. It's something we know how to do as humans. Nice. You have to teach your body to use these combat skills that it never had to use. Nice. I, I, I dig that. And you know, they say it's all in the brain. And as for the brain, we, my granddad used to tell me this all the time before he passed away. And this really helps me because I have the multiple sclerosis diagnosis. And they say, oh, you know, it's your brain messing up. But because we use so little of our brain, we can really teach ourselves to do so much. And it sounds like that's what you're talking about with jujitsu, training yourself, exactly. training your brain. Exactly. I love that. Everything is a that. modified version of something that I already uh, I'm. You said it's a modified version of what? I'm sorry. Everything is a modified version of something that already exists. Ooh, ooh, talk about deep. I love it. Oh, right. And now this next question is going to both of you all exactly the same way. And the first person is Quincy. So what is the best advice that you have ever received? So um, in my, uh, I have a logo that called QK Bay. And I got that, I remember that logo when I got shot. And QK Basin for being, it's my name. Well, first of all, it's my initial, but Basin for Bomb Energy. 
And at all times, you got to be bomb mass energy. When your energy hit the room, before you hit the room, so you got to remember be positive, be um, positive, powerful, and just knowing that you're going to be standing out in that room. And then in my dream, my grandmother came and she was like, baby, this remember what that old man said because before I got shot, I was a dollar technician. And an old man used to say all the time, you on the other side of the dirt. And I, I used to laugh at him and say, yep, we sure on the other side of the dirt. And he came back to my dream and said, you on the other side of the dirt. So keep on pushing, keep on striving. Keep on being ambitious and determined. And then my grandma added that the fact that the seeds have potential and dirt has purpose. That was the best advice I ever got. And I use that in my logo now. Wow. And you say you got that from a man in, a, in one of your dreams? In my, in my dream. I thought of my logo in my dream. Because after I got shot, I was like, I was the one um, eventually because my left lung collapsed. So I was um, on a vent. I was well. I was on a ventilator maybe for two days before. They was I was always telling them take the tube out. But I was dreaming, and my ancestors came. And people that I work with in the healthcare field was giving me messages. And then I was like, okay. And I would ask myself, how do you take these messages? So then the two spirit came, a feminine spirit and a man spirit came, and the woman spirit said, baby, look at me. I'm dressed in this Louis Vuitton outfit, and I'm the queen. And the king just said, sit, sit there and shook his head. So I said, okay, so these are two spirits. So what do I do? And they came up with the word bay. It was like, you always got to be bay, baby. I'm like, what's bay? What's bay stand for? And then when Ooh. then when they were really talking and really speak, I said, oh, bomb-ass energy. There you go. And that's when all of them were speaking to me, and I came with all of that. And that was uh, the best advice they could ever give. And I tell people all the time, it's on my um, business page and my personal page, that you got to be, know that you got purpose here and know that you on the other side of the dirt and you got to keep on pushing the strive because like my grandma said, you are a seed and the dirt has that, you got the potential. The dirt has a purpose for you. So plant your seed in the dirt and grow. Oof. That is deep. I, I I hope people hear this and learn and grow with it. Absolutely. Now, Romeo, same question for you. What is the best advice that you have ever received? Uh, that's really simple. Oh, a black belt is a white belt that never quit. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, I love it. You guys, I, 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 I'm loving you both. We're really, like I always tell people, everything that I do on social media, it has an underlying goal of helping people. And this interview tonight, golly, thank you both. Absolutely. Well, while we are uh, on live stream, but no, our show, that's the purpose of our show. And then, like many people always say, that y'all know what? Y'all so unapologetically, y'all. And y'all unapologetically back at that, too, because there's another podcast. Like, we not like this. Like, I'm a podcast myself, and I run shows, and I do different things and help editing. And a lot of people go, Quincy, you know that your show, the World Life Show, is so unapologetically. This is a great representation because y'all just the truth. Y'all just the truth. You got you the sugar, and he's the, and they say Romeo sometimes is the sour, but then they say Romeo is the professor while you are the face and just being happy. Like, okay, guys, you got to have a happy moment. You got to keep.
put you got to keep that you got to keep that energy of gassing people and making sure that they they pushing. It was like and they rubs all and they and they pay all the time. People go y'all rub up on us so much. Y'all give us so much knowledge that we didn't know. Like okay, I would never I would never think of it this way or I would never. Okay, I see. So, and this time I we will start with Quincy. Then nope, we're gonna start with Romeo. Then Quincy, and the next question will be Quincy. Then Romeo, so forth and so on for these five questions. Now, the first question is Romeo, and if you had all the money, power necessary, what would you do change that you feel would most benefit the LGBT plus community? I don't think um, money is necessary for that change. I think people need to be able, people need to realize that they can become their own representation. And when that representation starts making able-bodied people and the people in Hollywood money, then the change will come. So what people need to do is stop trying to be token. Don't get the, the role because you're the only disabled guy in the room. Get the role because you're the best actor in the room. Then we'll get the change that we do. I think that's what we have. Right on. All right. And Quincy, your answer? So my answer that is equality because really as a disabled person, we, and, and this is everybody, even in our community, like I say, in the alpha numerical community, we don't have equal rights like everybody else. And we need to, like Romeo said, that we need to be our own representation to get those rights out there and to get law change out there so we can have equal rights like everybody else. And we can be up in the top percent, like the 1% that's not paying taxes and all that and have right representation for the future generation for the for the future generation to say, okay, this is what representation look like and I'm gonna go forward and fight this fight to uh, let everybody be equal. All right. Now this question is going to go to Quincy first, then Romeo again. We're we're going to just alternate this order all the way through. So to Quincy, and it starts with a quote, ask not where I live or what I like to eat or how I comb my hair, but ask me, what am I living for? In detail, ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for. And that's a quote by Thomas Merton. Now, the actual question is, what is your goal in life? And what is slowing you from achieving that goal? Quincy? So my goal in life is to leave a positive legacy and leave a, leave a footprint on the earth that like Beyonce said, I was here. I helped, and people know that I was I was here, and my here was being positive. There's no really nothing stopping me, like nothing stopping me from that go. Honestly, because the only person that can stop is yourself. And you know about the old saying, "You your own um 
you your own enemy. So I make sure that I get myself out of there and I just keep pushing for that positivity and leave and make sure that I leave that stamp on the earth. All right. And Romeo. Uh, as Casey said, legacy is the most important part. And um, as far as what's stopping me, just kind of. The only thing that I don't have that I want is my own academy, my own Brazilian academy. And that, that has a lot of factors that COVID, space, time, and all, all sorts of things. But as Quincy said again, legacy is the most important part. And I want to use my art and my talent to um, further the lives of other people. And that's what you do as an instructor. Nice. Now, this question is our, our fun question. And it's going to go to Romeo first, then Quincy. And the question is, what is your deepest tea? I.e., something you've never shared on media before. Something that you're willing to share, of course, though. Okay. Romeo? Um, that would be that I am, as most people know, I'm a writer. But I'm also one of those start stop writers. And every time I stop, it's because the book got scrapped. So all of you that have been waiting on stuff, it's because I start over every single time. Gotcha. Oh, okay, so, so you're saying that you stop yourself because you scrapped the book. Yeah. It, and it's okay. more of a... I want to tell multiple stories in the same story sort of thing. Okay. All right. It's the hang up that I have. It's me. Well, you know, we can be our own toughest critics, and that's true. All right. And Quincy, what is your deepest tea? So many people know that I'm very transparent, but many people don't know that I am very queer and I, that I had relates like during this time, well, before I got shot, I was actually still sleeping with women that were masculine and I would treat them as a boyfriend. I, I, they, they were boys to me. And we would say, that who would say, that's my boyfriend. And I would say to her or them that they're my boyfriend. So that means we don't know that I'm like I'm I'm very queer, even though that they say, well, I'm the, when you consider pansexual, so no, pansexual is they have a they go with people um, in their minds and they don't care about sex or whatever I do because I'm still yet a gay man and I'm still yet, yet, yet attracted to that masculinity and women do carry that masculinity just like a man can be feminine and I have sex with women that were men that, that had strapped once and we did our thing and I did our thing with them and they would never say that they're like they're they're, they call it a thing. They don't call it like, oh, this is my vagina or this is my. They say this is my thing. So I did it to the, I did it to the thing. It's like they did me and we had relations. I almost been in a relationship with one, but only reason why we didn't get past that level because it was more so them like, no, I'm not ready. Maybe I might go with this girl or I'm going to go with another guy. So that's 
my deepest tea that I am very queer. I hear that. You know, I, I, I will be honest. I too am very much attracted to masculine energy and there are women who give that energy, but I, I, I don't even think that I can be okay knowing that a vagina or a V spot is even in the room. That, that, that wouldn't do it for me, but I JS. All right, all right. So now that we've done that, part four, and this is going to go to Quincy first, then Romeo. What are some stumbling blocks that you've had on your path up and how did you overcome? So right now, I'm in my stumbling block moment right now because I am adapting to being disabled and being that I need help. Because usually I was the one that people call for help. Like, hey, Quincy, I need your help. Can you do A, B, and C? Now that I need the help, it's like, man. And I'm like, okay, so now I got to still be my own help and be put out there and then still help others while I'm like while I'm getting help. So my stomach right now is just like the two to adjusting. I'm I'm I'm, I'm adapting but more to adjusting and knowing that this is life right now. And I know in the future maybe that one day that I might get uh, my my walking back and my nerves back and not have Amen. no problems and walking again. Amen. But right now that I know reality saying that I gotta adapt. So it's more so adapting to what I am what I'm want with my situation is now. I love it. Uh, and I especially love what you said at the end as far as getting your walking back because as somebody with multiple sclerosis diagnosis, doctors can often present a very bleak, it's impossible sort of thing, but you just got to keep going. I was just talking to somebody about that. You just got to keep going, got to keep trying because yes, it is possible. It is possible. And Romeo? Most of my family blocks have either been surgery, uh, most of which happened when I was much, much younger, uh, or injury. And a lot, of, a lot of the recovering from that is actually just recovering. And learning how to do what's called active recovery, so you're not just going in there doing nothing, but your body is working. <laughs> Yes. And using um, the muscles that it needs to get back together in a, in a um, how do you put this? In a, in a safer and more controlled uh, manner. Because its normal function is not quite there It's just learning active recovery is how I got through most of my issues. Excellent. And and that goes back to what you were saying about the jujitsu. It's all it's all about te teaching your mind, you know? I love it. Excellent. And this last question of the five, it will go to Romeo first, then Quincy. And what are some things that you would like to be left in the legacy, a time capsule 
for your work, Romeo? Um, probably my first book that I published. Um, nice. A copy of my black belt certificate. And yes. My LLC, my LLC document. That's what I want in my time. I love it. I, I love it. Can I uh, dig and ask you what what company did you LLC? Uh, Barnes Publishing, my publishing company. Um, I love it. When all of that media is up, you guys will know. Nothing is available right now. But when all of that media is up, you guys will know. Excellent. All right. And Quincy, what are some things that you would like to be left in the legacy time capsule for your work? Well, first, uh, I want, because I got stickers and magnets out for my logo, and I got a magnet out that says my whole logo and everything, so I want all that in there, some double-dutch ropes in there, and also a, a scrub uniform because I'm still actively in healthcare, and just because I'm in a bed don't mean that I'm not doing, like, I'm not still helping patients that's in dialysis or telling about somebody, um, telling somebody or helping somebody, and also a telephone because I want somebody to have a working phone. Maybe they get the oh, like the iPhone, whatever iPhone come out in the future, and before I die, that that telephone could be in there that they can um, turn that telephone back on and see events and pictures and videos that I have done, so they know. And and all my stuff is all positive, so all that to help them and to to go on to the next generation. Beautiful. All right, now we are wrapping up week 116 of Verse TV. And this is All the Tea with Romeo and Quincy, the Wheel Life Show. So, Quincy, go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you on social media. So, you can find me on social media at QK. B.A.E.88 on my personal Instagram. That is the, the QK. And then my Facebook is this Quincy Q Keith. Um, you can't miss it because it's a round pitch with everything double dutch. Just like on my Instagram page, my business page, it's everything. Um, everything I double dutch. And with my business Instagram, I do YouTube um, intros. I do podcast stuff. And also I do do um, double dutch stuff. And that's all display my Instagram, my personal Instagram, you would just see a lot about me. Excellent. And Romeo, where can our viewers, listeners, everybody, our family find you on social media? Well, YouTube is just my name, or you can put on DJ Artist if you want that. If you want my journal uh, material, if you want to go to that is my real goal. If you want to contact me quickly, uh, as you said, I upload content. So if you want to talk to me on Twitch or YouTube, that's my real journal. Twitch is my real journal 34 specifically. And Twitter is BJJTCG. Well, not too close, just so. 
Instagram and TTG. And on Instagram, it's RB, my RB, yes, Okay. I would say also, you can catch the Will Our Will Light on the podcast. You can catch our podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google um, Podcast. Just put in The Will Light Show. Our Instagram is The Will Light Show. Our Twitter is The Will Light Show. And also, if you click our link in our bio on our Instagram, it pops up everything about us, our website. He has everything for both of us. And our personal Instagrams and everything else. Excellent. Now, also, it's not spelled the Wheel Life Show. There's only one L in there, right? So, yes. so spell it. Spell it for our. So, yeah. The audience. So you can look it up at T H E W H E E L I F E S H O W Show. We purposely did that on purpose because having two L's didn't make no sense, and also it's a it's a it catch like when people when you think when you think of it, it's sexy to the eyes and it's sexy to the ears. It looks cool with this. All right, now, all right for the sexy, yes.